Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Just because somebody said they're sorry or finally admitted cheating because they knew they were going to get caught or even cried about it, they're sorry because they may lose someone that's been conveniently around because if people really loved you they wouldn't be cheating on you it's violet benson your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need welcome to almost adulting almost adulting almost adulting are you ready hey besties and welcome to a brand new almost adulting the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and transformation. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. So today's episode, I wanted to keep it simple and it is all about confession corner, but the fun one where I will be sharing some of your confessions or some fun confessions I found on Reddit a long time ago. You know, so far you guys have been enjoying them. Before we get started, I do want to recommend in case you have not been doing this, make sure to subscribe to my podcast. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so you'll never miss another episode. And you can also watch these episodes on YouTube. They go live every Friday. So go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Almost Adulting on YouTube. So you get to watch these videos And then, of course, if you really enjoyed this episode or all my other episodes, please, please, please (laughs) write me a little sweet review on the podcast app, a five-star review. It's super helpful and I read all of them. In case you missed it, last Thursday, we had a very fun episode where I did all of my research and I laid it out, five mind games narcissists play. I've got a lot of very good feedback from you guys. You guys loved it. I'm very glad. So make sure you check it out in case you missed it. Not only does it talk about the mind games a narcissist play, but it dives deeper into why you've been attracting them and how to move on. All right. So happy Memorial Day weekend or whatever other American holiday we are currently celebrating. I'm very bad with celebrating holidays, not just American holidays, any holidays in general. I just I've never celebrated I don't know why I don't celebrate any holidays, not the Jewish ones, not the American ones, not whatever country I'm living at in. But one thing I'll never not celebrate is Halloween. That is my it holiday. That is my New Year's. That is my Memorial Day weekend. Halloween, I will forever celebrate. And mark my words, this Halloween, (laughs) my costume is going to be so good. In case you missed it, which I'm pretty sure you probably did unless you stalk me, this past Halloween last year, I dressed up as Wednesday and I also dressed, that was one of my many costumes, this was just my favorite one, I dressed up as Wednesday and then my other outfit was Cousin It, basically it's from the original movies 
And cousin it is just loads of hair all over you. It just covers the whole body because I didn't have a partner to dress up as cousin it while on Wednesday. So I dressed up as both and then I photoshopped myself into the same picture. And that was my costume <laughs> in my house. So this year, my outfit is, <laughs> even though it's all the way in October, I'm already planning it. My costume is going to be Dobie, you know, from Harry Potter. So I'm hoping that I will have got, you know, please God, I will have a partner who will dress up as Harry Potter and I will be able to dress up as Dobie. That's just my dream. So if anyone's listening and you happen to be British with brown hair and blue eyes and super attractive, preferably very rich as well, I would like to say I'm very available. Please move in and dress up as Harry Potter for Halloween. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's get started with some confessions from Reddit. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to pick a random one. I refuse to see my children. After an ugly custody battle, the ex-wife won full legal and physical custody. I strongly felt the outcome was completely unfair and uncalled for. She did everything she could to malign me, and expertly manipulated the courts. In only having the kids two days every other week, I started feeling more distant from them. The alienation started immediately. Mom says you should do this or mom lets us do that. The support payments are ungodly. Over a third of my income went to support. It didn't take long, that I would resent them. Eventually and unexpectedly I found that I no longer love them. Wait, over a third of my income went to my children because of that I started to resent them? What? What do you think happens when you have children? You end up being responsible for them and pay for their stuff. Are you joking? You know what? Some people are just not meant to be parents. That particular pain was palpable. I began alternating between anxiety attacks and panic attacks. It went on for three years. I fought it. I hired therapists, many, to help me move on. But every day grew more painful. The massive debt left by the divorce left me unable to contest. I still can't afford even a consult. Eventually I began having thoughts of I was in the planning phase of how to end my life. It passed. But now can't shake the daily thought. Stubbornly I won't act. Finally I broke. I dropped the kids off at her house and told them goodbye. I explained I wasn't picking them up again. Ever. It was a sentence rehearsed. Four years in the making. They are both only seven. My disgust at the family courts, my ex, and the lawyers has driven me mad with abhorrence. I hate our system of family courts. It has destroyed me. I used to be a happy person. I am not that person anymore. Sadness is constant. Hope is gone. It's nearly comically unfortunate that I don't possess the button to explode the entire planet. Now the damage is done. Almost two months in and I refuse to see my children. I sold their furniture today. Their toys dropped off in paper bags on their mother's doorstep. If miraculously the tides turned, a lottery of luck was won, the lasting damage has already severed the nerves. There is no going back. The social outcry is the icing on the cake. How could you? Children need both parents. Really? That's not how the state makes me feel. That's not how the family courts interpret my trivial parenting time. It feels as though they want their cake and to eat it too. Be a real father, a parent, but don't get any ideas of having a meaningful relationship with your kids. That's for mothers only. Here's your token two days. Now appreciate us. I know. I'm ranting. But why not? No one really gives one. Otherwise so many fathers out there wouldn't feel so marginalized and broken. I know I do. I'm not the only one, right? What? The fuck? I am actually in shock. This is what scares me. First of all, one fear that I have is the fact that there are so many therapists out there that I just don't think should be therapists. Because it seems that all these people go to therapy and nothing helps them. And I genuinely believe it's because these therapists are not doing their jobs. They probably just sit there and they agree with everything the patient is saying just so they can collect money. Because it seems that more and more people are going to therapy, but people are not getting better. Instead, it's this weird victim mentality that they adapt instead of trying to figure out how to be better. I'm sorry, but this man has managed to blame everyone around him but himself. Yes, divorce sucks. 
I can't imagine as I am not a child of divorce. So I can't imagine what the kids are going through and I can't imagine what someone who is going through a divorce is going through. But that is not the end of the world. Whatever resentment you have for your partner, ex-partner, and for the courts with whatever is happening or for not making enough money, to take it out on innocent children, they're seven years old. They don't know any better. They're doing their best to bond with their parents. And, and kids really do need their parents. And more than, you know, obviously there's a lot of stories about how kids are do just fine with just one parent. But if you have the ability to have two parents in your life, that's better than just one. Again, I grew up, well, technically I grew up with just my mom around, but my dad was around eventually. But still, I mean, I have been more than enough issues. So, or had, I'm working, I've been working on them. But I'm just saying, this man is so resentful and he's blaming, he's taking his resentment on his children and on everyone else, but to look from within. And he's saying, oh, well, I only get two days two days a week to, or two days a month, whatever he's getting to be with these kids. So, you know, the courts suck. You're their father. I bet you, if you came to your ex-wife and you begged her to have more time with your children, she would let you have more time with your children. If you actually wanted to be around your children, they would probably want to be around you too. Honestly, you guys, blood is not everything. I hope his ex-wife remarries. I hope she finds an amazing man that will love those children like they're his own. And I hope they will call him dad and move on from whatever this idiot is. And I'm sure eventually when he's older, I'm sure 10 years from now, God knows when, he will regret not trying to build a relationship with his kids. And I hope one day he'll realize how selfish he's being. Because I'm sorry, when you have children, because he didn't just have one, he has two kids. That means even if the first one was a mistake, the second one must have been a choice at this point. When you have children, you do sacrifice you're not the main character anymore. Your kids are. And you sacrifice by giving them a roof over their head, by providing for them, by putting their feelings first. My mom told me in the past that there's no love like the love that you have for your children as a mother. She said, once I have children, I will get to experience this new love I've never felt before. This unconditional love. Unconditional love, I think you can only have with a parent or with a child. So that is so sad. My heart honestly breaks for the, those children. The only victim here are the kids, not this guy. So that guy sucks. And guess what? His kids are probably not the only thing he resents. His life sucks because he creates a shitty life for himself by the way he thinks and the way he walks around thinking he's the victim. What I'm trying to say is when you walk around like the world hates you, that's exactly where you're going to get in return. So next. I've recently developed a massive crush on a relative. So I'm a female in her late 20 seconds, currently living in the US. I recently traveled to Pakistan and saw one of my distant cousins after a decade. He's five, six years older than me and I have developed a massive crush on this guy. We've never talked in our entire life, but he's close to my other family members, even talks to my brother. Now the issue is that he's married and has a daughter as well. I've never seen him hanging out with his wife because my dad's side of the family is a little patriarchal. So men tend to avoid spending too much time with their wives because that's what real men do. What? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for interrupting, but I'm just, hold on. She's in her 20s, so she's not a teenager or a child. You know, when we see our cousin and we're like, oh, I have a crush on my cousin. You're like, yeah, it's fine. You're, you're eight. You'll get over it. She's in her 20s. She's had time to process that that's not normal. But you know what? Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she, he's not a first cousin, not a second cousin. She said relative. So maybe it's not blood. Then she goes on to say, he doesn't hang out with his wife. And I'm pretty sure he has a child. He doesn't hang out with his wife 
because that's part of the culture or what's going on in their family. And that's what makes him a real man. Hello, red flag. But then she still continues to say, I still like him. So you literally see this man. Oh, and the third red flag, he's married. (laughs) So forget the fact that they're related. He's married and he doesn't hang out with his wife because that's what makes him manly. She's still like, yeah, that looks good for me. I can bet I can change him. Maybe you can change him and you can change him into being your husband, but you can't change him from being your cousin. (laughs) Okay, continue. Don't care about any of this stuff, TBH. Don't care if he's married either, but I really, really want to hook up with this guy. There's something about him that makes me want to eat him up. He used to be the super baddest guy when he was young, and even right now he's got himself involved in politics, so that whole tough guy factor is still there. Like I have major daddy issues, and this guy is giving me those vibes where I'm seeing him as this dude who's older than me and more powerful, plus tough, so he's going to protect me and also pipe me for the rest of my life. I don't give one about the whole marriage part. I've honestly been going crazy these days fantasizing about him all the time, but I what to do. I've seen him check me out on my recent trip to Pakistan at my brother's wedding, but he seems to avoid having a conversation with me or maybe it's because of the culture. I added him on my social media recently so let's see where things go. BTW am not a home wrecker. He can stay with his wife if he wants. I honestly don't mind sharing him throughout the week. Like three, four nights out of seven I am gonna have him all to myself. I've never been this attracted to anyone so he's the first one and he needs to know it before it's too late. He might as well take full advantage of my youth while I am still in my 20 seconds. Don't know how I should proceed or what moves I need to make without looking desperate or like a dumpster diver. Sorry for being so straightforward but I had to really express how badly I want this eye candy. Besides none of you guys know me so it doesn't matter. Pray for me and wish me luck. Please give me any advice on what you would do okay i will pray for her and i will wish her luck in finding therapy <laughs> like a good therapist that will help her through her daddy issues because that really has to be your last resort your relative from a foreign country where in the family they don't really care for women and he's giving her all the signs he's not interested forget from the fact that they're related he's avoiding speaking to her and she's thinking, oh my God, this is like a telenovela or this is like this romance novel I've been reading. And he's avoiding speaking to me because he will get so hard if he just says hello to me. And that's why he's ignoring me. He's playing hard to get. And that's part of him being a man. (laughs) So I hope she gets piped down, but hopefully by someone that's not related to her by blood. So I will pay for her for that. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Next one. (laughs) I think my girlfriend is going to break up with me after I did some questionable things. I am 27. I'm in the most loving and giving relationship with my girlfriend, 26F, of three years. 
I just need advice because she messaged me this morning asking to talk and I think she's going to break up with me. It started a couple months ago when we were at the mall and she saw a ring from a jeweler that she really liked. She makes good money, and the ring would be pennies for her to buy. When the saleswoman started talking to her, eager for the sale, I blew my fuse a bit and started walking off. She followed me and asked where I was going, and I got annoyed and snapped something like I get that you want to buy the stupid ring so go buy it and stormed away from her. She tried to hold my hand and say something but I shook her away and left. She ended up taking a taxi home because I drove us. We eventually made up. I drove to her house and told her to come outside. I explained myself that it made me insecure and emasculated a bit for her to outright buy a $300 ring, and it made me feel bad that I couldn't buy that for her. I'm between jobs. She forgave me. A month after that we got into another fight, because we were out shopping and a guy came up to her while she was waiting for me to come back from the washroom and was obviously flirting with her. She politely turned him away and stated she had a boyfriend. This happened so frequently that it really made me stew over all the times it happened and I did something that I acknowledged was wrong. When we were at a candle store and some workers were speaking to me and flirting a little, I reciprocated in front of my girlfriend. She didn't say anything. When we were in the car I asked sarcastically if she liked how it felt to see some random people flirt and come onto your partner in public in front of you. She didn't say anything again. The breaking point was when I picked a fight over the same thing two nights in a row. We were at my place and she asked if I wanted to go out to eat, and I said I was craving this fast food place. She said she was just going to rest her eyes while I got dressed and ready. She closed her eyes for maybe 10 minutes and I ended up telling her that I really should save my money and that we didn't have to go out. She insisted and I snapped a bit and said that I wanted to save money, I didn't have a cushy job like her. She didn't say anything, but once again asked if I wanted to go and I refused. So she left. I got really angry and I started texting her that she knew I really wanted to go get food from that place, that I was starving and why couldn't she have just gone and taken me. It was irrational, I admit. We ended up making up after that fight. The next night she was driving me home and she asked if I wanted anything to eat. I said no, and reminded her that I'd rather save my money since I was unemployed. She acknowledged that and dropped me off at home. When she left I blew up her phone with texts telling her she didn't care about me or anyone else, that she was selfish, that I was starving and that I wanted food and that now it was nearly midnight and I had to cook myself a meal. She snapped back and asked if she had to be cooking for me at midnight and I called her and screamed that I shouldn't have to beg my girlfriend to make me a meal and spend time with me. She hung up on me. I apologized that same night. She texted me and said she wants to talk, and she's coming over in the afternoon. I'm terrified. How do I rectify this situation? How do I apologize? How do I keep my relationship? Okay, so... I think my go-to reaction, I'm sure anyone listening to this, was immediately be like, F this person and all that. But I sat here and I listened to him and I tried my best to understand from his perspective. And all I heard from this is someone who is not as emotionally intelligent and not as in tune with his feelings. So the way he's acting is he's hurt and he feels shame about his current financial situation. And he's not expressing himself the way he wants to express himself, the way he needs to express himself. So every time he feels shame or hurt, he ends up lashing out. And what he's doing is fighting to break up without even wanting to break up instead of fighting to come together. And what I mean is he's not expressing his emotions properly. He's clearly embarrassed by the fact that he can't make good money or the fact that he's unemployed in the moment. So instead of coming to his girlfriend, to his partner and saying, hey, I feel ashamed that right now I can't be the man that I need to be for you, but I love you. And can we please not go to expensive restaurants right now? Cause I can't afford it. It makes me feel uncomfortable that I can't splurge on you. Cause I love you. Instead he lashes out and he's like, okay, well, I don't want to go. I told you I can't afford this. And then afterwards, when she says, um, okay, fine, then let's not go. Then he sends her a bunch of text messages being, saying things like, well, you should have paid for me. You should have done this, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, that's something us women do as well. We kind of don't say anything. And then we say, well, you should have known. People don't know what you want them. People don't know what's going through your head. You have to explain it. So him saying, you should have done this, you should have done that. No, she doesn't know. So 
he needs to express that. Do you mind covering this meal for now until I'm able to buy us nice dinners again, until I'm able to find a job again? Or if he doesn't want her to spend any money on him because it makes him feel shame, then he can do things with her where it doesn't require money. But then to continuously lash out on her, even though it's not her fault, he's unemployed, that's what's making them break up. That's what's kind of ma- putting distance between them. For him to say things like, that's not me asking for too much for my girlfriend to be cooking for me, blah, blah. He's basically starting to grow resentment towards his partner because he's currently unemployed and she's employed. When in reality, his anger is not with her. It's with him because of the shame that he's feeling. That as a man or as a, just a human being who has a partner that has a job that he doesn't have one. So I wish this man, hopefully they haven't broken up, but if they have, I hope he can look from within and he can understand that his resentment had nothing to do with her and that his partner is not his punching bag. And unfortunately at this moment, he's been putting her down and knocking her down because he doesn't feel good about himself. And this is something not, it's not a gender thing because both genders go through this. Men and women both experience this, all genders experience this, where sometimes when we don't feel good about ourselves, and we don't understand what's going on, we end up knocking down our partner because we feel resentful and we feel angry. And 99% of the time, it has nothing to do with our partner. It has to do with us. So I hope they can figure out how to communicate better. And if you want someone to love you a certain way, then you have to ask for it. Tell people how you want to be loved. It's now seemed to be the saying, the it's saying that I'm obsessed with. So yeah, tell people how you want to be loved. If you want your partner to love you and support you while you're going through a low moment in your life where you lost your job and you don't feel good about yourself, tell them, let them be there for you instead of expecting them to be there for you by lashing out. You are not a child. We used to lash out when we were kids and we didn't know how to express ourselves. We are now adults and we need to do better, all of us, including myself. The reason I can relate so much to this man is because... That is definitely how I used to be. And I'm sure I still have moments where I don't catch myself on time where I lash out. But anger is not a real emotion. Anger stems from other emotions. It stems from pain. It stems from shame. It stems from frustration. It stems from sadness. All of those things and heartbreak, all of those things. Anger comes from other places. But don't take it out on the one person that can be there for you that's meant to be your life partner. Don't do that because you will only figure this out when they're gone and that's gonna suck. So I hope this advice helped to whoever was listening. Okay, next one. I broke my ex and I'm happy I did it. Me F22 and Alex M23 dated. I think she said I broke up with my ex, not I broke my ex as I'm assuming her ex is a real person and not a table. Three dated for six years. Last week I found out he cheated on me. After a huge fight he admitted he cheated on me at least a dozen of times. When I told him to get out he started to beg me to forgive him. Gave the full it didn't mean anything I only love you speech. I was crying hysterically yelling at him the usual I loved you, I did everything for you, you don't deserve me etc. He started crying saying he'll do anything to make it up to me. So I said something along the lines of you cheated on me at least a dozen times. You want me back? Fine. One condition. You watch me F a dozen guys. That's my condition. Yes or no? Surprisingly, he agreed. Last night I had a guy over and Alex had to watch the entire thing. This Okay, in case you miss what she just said, they were together for six years. They're in the early 20s. He admitted for cheating on her multiple times. So she said, I'm going to leave you. And he said, please don't. She said, okay. 
under one condition. I will stay with you if you watch me get fucked by loads of other guys. And he said, deal. So now I think this is called cockholding. Please correct me if I'm wrong. DM me, <laughs> message me, let me know if that is not the term. But she told him, I want you to be cockholded. Okay, I'm I'm definitely missing the the word, the term. But basically something like that. Being cockholed where she wants her boyfriend to watch her get fucked and that's her payback. But not just by one guy, by multiple guys. Let's continue. This guy was good. Like really, really good. I had a great time, but Alex, he left and I haven't heard from him. His brother informed me that Alex is a complete mess. He's been crying nonstop. He quit his job in college this morning. I broke him. I'm not sorry. I feel good about it. I loved him so much. He broke my heart and gave some trust issues that I don't think I'll ever be able to fix. Call me a horrible person, but I don't care. My dad almost passed out from laughing when I told him and my mom kept repeating you're awesome. My brother, however, he said I went too far because he was clearly sorry or he wouldn't have agreed. Um... You know, I think I think when someone cheats once, they're sorry. But I think when someone cheats multiple times, they're sorry they got caught and nothing else. Just because somebody said they're sorry or finally admitted cheating because they knew they were going to get caught or even cried about it, they're sorry because they may lose someone that's been conveniently around. Because if people really loved you, they wouldn't be cheating on you. Because when someone crosses that line, they know... They're doing it and they may lose you for the rest of their lives and they're still going to do it regardless. They know that they may hurt you. Forget the fact that they know they may lose you. They know that if you found out, it would break you and they still make the decision to cheat on you. So yeah, I'm thinking multiple times that's on them and they're not sorry. Honestly, <laughs> I'm with the parents. <laughs> like that's hilarious. First of all, that was on him. He shouldn't have said yes to watching her get porked. Secondly, that's on him that he decided to quit his university job because he's so heartbroken and upset. Okay, how do you think she feels knowing you cheated on her multiple times? And obviously also leading up to it, anyone that's ever been cheated on, you know the days and nights that you spend going crazy in your mind thinking you're losing it because you're suspicious that your partner is cheating on you, especially when it's multiple times. Maybe the first time you didn't know, but even me with my ex, I got cheated on multiple times, a million times. He literally banged everyone around me and I had no idea. And even that, and I was oblivious as hell because I didn't want to know. But even with that in the back of my head, I had an idea that he may have been cheating on me. And all the times I got suspicious, all the times that he had this thing that if I didn't answer my phone, he just assumed that meant we were fighting, which gave him the green light to F bang someone else. And I only found this out like years later. But when I would accidentally miss a phone call, the anxiety that it would put me through because I just would wonder, is he going to cheat on me? Is he with some girls? And then, you know, I won't hear from him for a day or two and just what it would put me through. So anyone that's ever been cheated on, they know what it's like leading up to actually hearing the words that they're cheating on you or finding out. So honestly, I wish I thought about that. That's a good one. I wish I banged one of my ex-boyfriend's friends in front of him. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> so I give her mad props. I hope she never gets back with him. I hope that was her payback and go off. I mean, she's in her early 20s. Live your best life. Do you. 
I think that's the best revenge. And then the second best revenge is to move on. But I will say, I recently saw this TikTok that I even posted in my daddy issue stories where this girl said she found out that this guy was cheating on her. So she... <laughs> She found out that her boyfriend was cheating on her, so she made a fake account. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. She made I don't know if this is real, but she made a fake account basically telling the guy that she was going to tell his girlfriend that he's cheating on her unless he pays her money. So she extortion basically, and he paid her all this money just so that random account wouldn't tell his girlfriend even though it was the girlfriend that was threatening him and she, you know, she made some money. So that's hilarious. I do wonder if she actually stayed with him or if she broke up with him, but that's even better than banging his friend or a random guy in front of your ex-boyfriend or boyfriend that's a cheater, making money off of him. Honestly, I think at this point, any guy that hurts us in any type of way, like there should be some law where we have to, we can send them a Venmo request and they have to pay us whatever the heartache was. There'll be like levels to it. So depending on the type of pain that they cause us, then that would equal the said amount of money that they have to pay us. So let's say if they just kiss someone, just one time kiss, accidental, they're drunk, $50. But then if they hit like level five, level five is cheating with cheating more than three times. Then they owe you $1,000. Then it's like level seven, they cheated with your best friend. Now they owe you $1,500, maybe $2,000. Level 10 is they pork your sister and... They got you fired from your job and they gaslit you into thinking it was your fault. Then they owe you $5,000. Something like that. Let's make it happen. Let's start a petition. I'm in. Anyway, you guys, hope you enjoyed this quick little episode of Confession Corner. Hope you had a beautiful Monday day off if you're listening to the U.S. Regardless, today is a Tuesday. You have the rest of your week to make better decisions than whatever it is that you heard today. Hope all of these confessions made you feel better about your current life. And if you are having a bad day, I want to give you a quick reminder that it's just a bad day. It's not a bad life and that I love you and that tomorrow will be better. As we are ending the month of May, I hope that you have time to check in on your mental health. I hope you're doing well. And if you're not, I hope you have someone to talk to. And aside from that, we will be entering into June, which is, I think, hookup month. It'll be more of a chill month and we have some amazing solo episodes coming your way and some fun sex episode coming your way. And this week on Thursday, we have my friend Daniela Mel on my podcast. We did this episode the end of last year when she came and stayed with me from Portugal. It's super fun, exciting episode. You guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love her. My friend Mel, she actually just shot the movie Fast X, which is a sequel number 10 to Fast and the Furious. It's so good. She's in it. So go and watch it. Not only is she in the Fast X movie that just came out, she's also in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which should be coming out this week, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'll find out on Thursday. But yeah, and a lot of you guys know her from the Suicide Squad where she was the rat girl. So I love her. You're going to love the episode. And yeah, have a beautiful day and I will see you Thursday. Bye besties. Mwah.